0: This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. How can startups use AI and what does it mean for everyone else, right? There's AI just about everywhere you turn and look right now so that is one of the things that we're going to be talking about today on everyday ai my name is jordan wilson i'm your host and as a reminder this is for you this show everyday ai it is where we can learn about ai together and how we can leverage it in our daily lives so if you're joining us on the live stream welcome if you're joining us on the podcast make sure to check the show notes uh come join us on the live stream as well Also, make sure to check out our daily newsletter, youreverydayai.com. So before we talk about the world of startups and how startups can even adapt to innovation in the AI industry, because it is going at a breakneck pace, let's first take a look at what's going on in the world of AI news. There's a lot. (laughs) All right. So first and foremost, a chip uh, chip maker has brought in a big investment. So the AI chip firm, TenStorrent, has raised $100 million from Hyundai and Samsung. Uh, we obviously talked about NVIDIA earlier in, the, uh, earlier in this week and talked about how important uh, these, these GPU chips are, not just for startups and the AI industry, but even for how we're now function, uh, functioning in our day-to-day using all these AI technologies. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, next, Google's AI search is getting smarter. So uh, Google has their new SGE feature, which is essentially generative search. You know, it's getting rid of the old traditional Google and bringing in uh, kind of this this next phase of AI-powered search from Google. Uh, You do have to have that enabled uh, in your search lab. So we'll share about that in the newsletter. But if you do have it enabled, you're going to start to see a lot more multimedia uh results now coming in you know not just plain text you're gonna start to see a lot uh all right last but not least uh meta meta's llama 2 may have a new open source competitor all right so we've talked about this on the show as well uh meta has released llama 2 which is essentially an open source alternative for something like gpt or chat gpt um so uh, Meta made huge news when when they announced that this was open source and Llama 2 was out, but uh, Alibaba has just rolled out their version of open source AI model. So a lot going on in the open source large language model uh, kind of race, right? Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited for today's conversation. Uh, we already have a ton of, of comments coming in, a lot of people joining the show. Uh, so with that, let's, let's start talking. Let's start talking startups and how they can adapt to AI innovation. So I'm going to welcome in my guest for the day who has a just great background in working with startups for a very long time. Uh, Chen Chang is the president of FinTech for Good. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for your invitation, and uh, looking forward to the conversation.
0: Oh yes! Oh, geez, it's every everywhere you look now. I feel so many startups are are raising money, and you know, startups you didn't think would be using AI—they're using AI. But before we get into that, just tell everyone a little bit about your your background, uh, working with startups and, and fintech for good, uh, because you're you're involved in a lot of ways. But just just
1: tell people how you're working with startups right now. Sure. And FinTech for Good is a venture building studio where that uh, uh, we help uh, basically identify the most promising uh, emerging technology-based startups and then bring the right ecosystem around them and help them to grow to be successful. And of course, that's uh, the startup that we focus on need to solve the right type of problem that's, uh, you know, because the for good part is really as important as the tech part where that's, you know, we hope that our startups are able to bring positive uh, change to the world including uh, financial inclusion, um, poverty reduction or economic growth, uh, gender equality and uh, climate change or or environmental uh, protection. Those are the type of problems that. We hope that our startups can just help to solve.
0: Yeah. And you must look at a ridiculous amount of startups. You know, a lot of people probably looking to uh, FinTech for good, for support, mentorship, uh, investment, right? So first of all, how many startups are, are you looking at? And have you seen any change, you know, over the last year or so, you know, kind of with this new not just the generative AI boom, I would say, but it also seems like there's a lot more money now uh, on the VC side going to startups that are, you know, trying to incorporate AI into their product, their service, uh, their service or their offering. So, yeah, just just talk about just the number of startups you're you're, you're seeing, and if you're seeing any uh, change or trends with with how they're using AI. Sure, and uh,
1: fintech focused started you know, in 2017 where that we've had a lot of focus on blockchain and, uh, you know, just uh, recently um, we, you know, included uh, artificial intelligence as another core focus. Before, you know, um, on a weekly basis uh, or even on a ma- monthly basis, and we may just look at, you know, one or two AI startup, but the rest are really you know blockchain startup. But just from um, you know ChatGPT was introduced, and then the startup community, entrepreneurs are really responding to the markets uh, the fattest, you know, faster than than uh, capital, faster than corporate, faster than government. So then, immediate many of the the start star, uh, the the entrepreneurs started to really build a very exciting. AI based uh, or general AI based uh, um, innovations, which are pretty exciting, and then on a you know weekly basis, now that we are looking at at least uh, uh, ten to fifteen AI based uh, startups uh, for now. Yeah,
0: you know. And do you? I'll ask this because you know uh, there's a a story a couple of weeks ago that kind of kind of made headlines. Um, it was a a group of you know former um, you know, a group of former people that, that worked at companies like, like meta, you know, big names. And they, they created, uh, kind of a generative AI company. And before they even had a product, they had raised more than a hundred million dollars. Um, number one, is that, is that a good thing? Um, and, and do you see that as a problem, at least for startup founders, maybe that have a great product, a great service, a great offering and maybe they're just not generating. Uh, they're not using AI really uh, in in any marketable way, at least. So, do you see a problem with maybe an over reliance on AI, at least when it comes to fundraising?
1: Yeah. So, when the answer to you know whether it is a good thing or bad thing, you have to say that you know the good thing for whom, <laughs> and uh, you know for the markets in general. You know, if you look at it a startup community, that's a good thing because. Uh, in the sense that, you know, AI is still emerging, and this is really the beginning of uh, leveraging general AI for, you know, uh, solving solving challenging or impactful problem. And by, you know, having startups uh, who are, you know, successful in fundraising and you are able to, you know, send the rights uh, or send the the message to the market, to the innovator, to the ecosystem that's, uh, you know, AI innovation can help you to be successful. That message itself is very important for, you know, uh, the, gro- the, the sustainability or the growth of the AI, you know, innovation market. And then if you just uh, talk about the specific uh, startup who received that large amount of uh, investment, I don't think that's a, a good thing in the long term. And many times that you see that uh, those startups may, um, if they still don't have a a product uh, and, uh, you know, there that's, uh, you know, you may not have the right uh, team who can manage a larger enterprise. And you may not uh, just uh, have the right incentive to even to, you know, dive deep and then to just uh, get half dirty to do the building because now you have all the capital available to hire the, you know, engineers and others. Then the founders really just, uh, you know, before you becoming a founder, then you're becoming a large enterprise uh, operator, a manager. And then that is really not the skill set of a typical, you know, entrepreneur for a startup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think just... You know, obviously you've been working and investing in startups for kind of long before this uh you know, this generative AI boom. But do you think it's now more difficult? You, you know, even for uh, startup founders that maybe maybe they're pre-seed, maybe they haven't raised a lot of money yet. Um so in my head Part of me thinks, oh, there's all these great user-friendly generative AI tools that you can, you know, code faster, you can get a better business plan, all these other things, but then on the other side, I think it might be hard if they're not integrating AI into their end offering, it might be harder for fundraising. So, I guess what advice might you have for a startup founder and they're just confused, right? They're saying, "Oh, should I go all in using and incorporating AI or should I just stick uh you know, should I stick on a path that is, is not uh, reliant on that, whether it's for fundraising or for operating. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course
1: i couldn't figure out why i wasn't getting the results from chat gpt that i needed and wanted and after taking the ppp course i now realized that i was not priming correctly so i will be heading back into chat gpt right now to practice my priming prompting and polishing
0: everyone's prompting wrong and the ppp course fixes that if you want access Go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting Chat GPT to work for you.
1: Yeah, and there's not a strategy which, uh, you know, fit for all. And it's really, you know, uh, you have to look at the nature of your uh, solution and also the market fitness. And, uh, you know, one, you know, example is that uh, if you're working on a solid product uh, which has market fit now and uh, you should just uh, not uh, you know trying to um, ride with the hype and changing your strategy changing your resources because by the they the number one challenge for startup is uh, to stay focused and uh, you know, Because your product is still early stage and you can go to many directions because you are a startup, you don't have many resources. And because you are a startup that's, uh, you know, you have a lot of noise destruction. So the, you know, number one factor for a startup to fail is that you lost the focus. And if you lost focus and then you will fail, no matter the hype now is AI or another, you know, emerging technology. If you lose focus and focus around things, send, you know, put your resource into wrong wrong uh, strategy and then you will phone. And of course, that's, you know, for some for other startups who, you know, from beginning build, they try to build an AI startup. And that's natural that this is a good time for them. And where that's a, to double down of their investment. And if they, for example, are st- still a part-time startup uh, founder, and uh, it could be a good time that to try to accelerate their, you know, prototyping or or product or strategy. So to make sure that when this is at an early stage and when the, you know, market is still hot and especially, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy for them to find co-founder is easier for them to find the technical resources. And also, it's easier for them to tap into the bigger ecosystem who want to be part of the the AI cake. And I think that's a good time for them to double down their their investment. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you know, earlier uh, the name was escaping uh, my mind. I think it's uh, Mistral AI. That was the uh, the startup with with the uh, co-founders who who worked in big tech. Um, so so even when we talk about situations like that. Um, are you seeing too many of these new startups pop up? Um, you know, saying, "Hey, we're going to offer all these all these generative AI tools," because they're seeing just the the, the sheer amounts of, of of money and investment coming in. Do you see that as a problem, or do you think that there's still going to be use cases uh, for you know so many different people, companies? enterprise to be using uh these these different tools that these uh startups are promising to create essentially is it going to get oversaturated because of all of the money right now uh going into kind of you know ai related companies
1: yeah and again that's uh, you know from beginning we talked about uh, entrepreneurs are the most sensitive to market trend and then they are fat and then they are also the, the the most uh innovative in that sense when there is a trend uh, you know emerging and then there is market message that they received naturally that they are going to just responding to that that happened during the you know the dot-com era that's happened during the you know the blockchain and uh, that's also happened for ai that happened for metaverse so anytime when there is a very strong you know message from the investor from the ecosystem that. This is a, a hot area where that's, uh, you know, more investment is going to go there. And you will see a lot of uh, startup, a lot of innovators will go in, into that. And uh, I never think that uh, we have too many innovators. and, and But uh, it doesn't mean that all of them will be successful because, you know, um, There are data, data, you know, in the market as common sense, 99% of the startup will fail. So, yeah, you want to be that 1%, you don't want to be that, you know, 99%. So then if not, you know, the market will not have a problem in the sense that, you know, a lot more join, you know, to join this this, uh, big trend of, uh, you know, AI innovation. But I think for you, if you're a startup, if you're an entrepreneur who think about it, and you have to really just answer a few basic questions. Number one is that, you know, do I solve a, a, a right problem? Number two, does this problem have market fitness? Number three, and do, do I have, uh, you know, um, customers who are willing to pay? No matter it's 2B, 2C, 2G? There are somebody who want to pay for my service of, for my solution. Number four, do I have a pricing model and which really supporting that customer to leverage my service? If you have all answers, go for it.
0: Wow. That was, that was just a masterclass there, uh, from, from Chen. just, uh, if you were struggling to keep up with his points, there, don't worry. We're going to recap it all in the newsletter that we're going to send out uh, after this. But uh, we we have a great question here uh, from from Maybrit uh, in the comments. So as a reminder, if you are listening, uh, make sure to get your get your question in uh, about how your startup or startups in general can use AI. So uh, Maybrit's question here is: What are your thoughts on startups that don't have an AI focus yet? We kind of touched on this, but instead. Should they work on a tech product and just focus on the AI element later, or do they not even need to have their eyes on an AI element?
1: Yeah, my answer is you're right, and you don't need to so if if you work on a tech product now and uh, which means that you already answered that, that those four questions there was a a problem, there was market fitness, there was a customer they you know you have a good pricing model. And uh, then, you know, no matter is AI, metaverse or another emerging technology that for you becoming noise. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, that's, uh, you know, when when you continue to improve your product uh, and naturally you may see AI can improve your product, meaning that you know, a lot of time that's uh, AI can reduce uh, the cost for you to just, uh, you know, launch a product. And, and I can help you to just uh, you know, um, reduce cost and time of your go-to-market strategy. Mm. And, and I can help you also to uh, potentially create a new type of product, solving uh, adjacent uh, problem to the core problem that you're trying to solve. And then that also have a, a new market uh, which you can tap into. So those are the additional problems, additional you know, opportunities. But again, if you're a, a startup, have a problem, uh, have a problem, have a product uh, already ready, and only because that there is a hype in AI, that you know you started to think about, you know whether I should expand and all that, that becoming distraction rather than you know an opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. That's such an interesting way to, to, to reframe the thought and the conversation around, you know, should my startup use AI or not? Um, and y- you know, you mentioned go to market, which I should, uh, y- you know, put this out there to, to, to our viewers and our listeners as well. So you also served as the global head of innovation, um, and in go to market with. Amazon Web Services, right? Uh, given given that experience too, um, you, you know, I guess what what are some takeaways from from, from your time there that you can share uh, with a with a startup founder right now, and maybe they're they're struggling to say, okay, which direction should 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 I take my startup? You know, with with that go to market background, how how would you advise them?
1: Yeah, and the number one message is really around customer obsession. Your customers are smarter than you, <laughs> and uh, where you know you, you, your customer will guide you and uh, where to invest, what to invest, and uh, also what product they need. And so, to try to understand better of your customer and to just bring the right product to them, and uh, also understand their behavior. And also understand, you know, the, the, the core challenge for them to adopt your products. And I think those are really key. That you know, everything what you are, you know, working on, you know, in terms of go to market is around your customer. So you need to have a, you know, proposition, what value you can bring to your customer, and communicate that value proposition through your market, through your marketing, and to your customers. And number three is, uh, you know, always bring your customer into your um, product product design and product implementation roadmap, where that's uh, how have have them to give you feedback in terms of whether you have the good feature, your feature really just, uh, you know, solve their problem, how easy to use. Does it, you know, require one click, two click, multiple click, and uh, your customer want one click or multiple click? And so whatever your customer need or want, that's where you know you need to just invest more of your time, your resources to improve.
0: Wow, oh, you know one one thing you mentioned there, which when you said it, I'm I'm jotting myself down notes as well, right? So you said being obsessed with the customers, and and, and not just you know whether they're spending their money or not, but you you know you said bringing them in, you know, to the process. It just uh, you know, it reminded me, I've I've used, you know, personally, probably s- 700 pieces of software. And I remember early on, there's this company called Lemlist, um, you, you know, and, and I was chatting with their founder, it was 2 a.m. local time, and he was asking me about the question. And, you know, now they're obviously, you know, unicorn status. Uh, but we have another, uh, another great question here from Ben. So Ben is asking, uh, what about startups using AI as a tool? to help them find new market segments, design products, images, videos, developing pitch decks, right? So, you know, your ChatGPT type products, but then, you know, you also have products that can help, you know, people code better, you know, uh, co-pilot, uh, you know, all of those tools. So yeah, what's what's your take on uh, Ben's Ben's question here?
1: Yeah, that's, this question related to the last question you asked, you know, do we have too many, right? And uh, so interestingly for all of other you know area that's been asked there are basically a lot of startups and who are working on the similar problem and then you know there that's i think your differentiation strategy becoming very important you know if say my ai tool can help you to write a social media post your ai tool can also do the same then now the customer have a choice to make, right? And uh, why do I use this one, not that one? Mm-hmm. And uh, then so similar thing, you know, to, for, for example, design products uh, and leveraging video and the image to just create a new insights and all that. You basically have, uh, you know, tons of tools uh, and are trying to solve the similar problem. So then if you are a customer, you have a choice. Then if you are a startup founder, and uh, you know, in addition to the differentiation, you know, strategy that you have. And the second you know, piece of that is how to bring that differentiation strategy message to your customer. Make sure your customer understand that you know, for these two, this is different from the other tools who are trying to solve the same problem you have and then why this is better and then create the right channel and then you know to bring that message to your customers and also again bring bring your customer testimonies and uh, using your customers to educate other customers and in that way that's uh, you know your customers finally understand that you know even they have more tools in the future, then you still they still have loyalty to yours and then they stay with you.
0: Wow. <laughs> you know if you're listening and you're in startups, you just got a master class. Wow. I can't I can't thank you enough. Uh you know I guess I guess before before we wrap up do you have any last uh, advice or just last thoughts on on where AI is is trending in the startup industry uh, that that people can really just just take and and use and feel more confident uh, in building their startup?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Number one thing I think is really is the responsible development and the use of AI, and uh, you know. And sadly, that's you know a lot of uh, innovators that care about AI, and a lot of uh, large enterprise, uh, even you know government care about AI. But uh, you know AI has is a double sword, where that you know you have uh, the the benefit of uh, improved productivity, but you may also create a bias. You may create uh, you know um, the the you know. Uh, impact to gender, inclusion, you create, uh, you know, and a hallucination, and you may also have a lot of other ethical related issues, and then regulators around the world trying to just, uh, you know, you know, uh, create a new uh, laws, regulations, uh, you know, for AI regulation, so if from the beginning that, you know, you didn't pay attention to that piece, then you just think that uh, I can build a product and offer to the market and then no matter how your AI model is trained, what data you used, and you cannot verify that you didn't do do harm to the society, to you know, the, uh, and then later you will enter into trouble, no matter is the fines or lit- litigation and uh, or your customer will leave you, so those are the things that you need to really from beginning and then when you are innovating, trying to innovate, in a responsible way, get yourself informed. You know, uh, make sure that you know you, the ethical concerns are being addressed, and that I think is very important. And the second piece, go back to your customer and trying to really think on behalf of your customer. At this point, AI can do a lot for the customer. And what are the biggest problems that they face? And, uh, you know, connect that with your strengths, your resources. You know, why I'm, you know, at the best position to solve that problem for my customer. That itself is, you know, the number two met- most important question. The third one is that AI cannot solve our problem. And uh, you have to look into, you know, AI, IoT, uh, Metaverse, blockchain, other emerging technology and also other, you know, already mainstream the technology to combine, you know, all technology together. And then by the end of this, you know, technology is not an end goal, AI is not end goal. And your problem, the pro- customer problem is the end goal and bring the right technology mix together to solve problems for your customer. I think that will, you know, be essential.
0: Wow. <laughs> After after each one of these, uh, you know, responses, I just say, wow, and I'm jotting down notes. So, uh, you know, you shared so much uh, today that can really help, st- uh, you know, startups not just understand AI, but how they can actually innovate and grow with it. So, uh, Sha- uh, Shachan, thank you again so much for joining the Everyday AI Show. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much for holding us and thank you for everyone listening to us.
0: All right. And just as a reminder... There was a lot in this conversation. Don't worry. We're going to recap it all. So make sure that you check out the newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go to youreverydayai.com. Sign up for that daily newsletter. We put it out about two or three hours after the podcast. So we're going to be sharing a lot about what you heard today. But also, uh, we're going to be sharing a little bit, hopefully, uh, about the Chicago AI conference that uh, Shawshan's working on as well. Uh, You know, we're a Chicago-based show. I know we have a lot of Chicago listeners. So make sure to check that out as well. All right. So that's it. We hope that you can join us tomorrow. We're going to be talking about our favorite chat GPT plugin. So hope to see you back tomorrow and every day with Everyday AI. Thanks. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.